Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Add another agenda item to this election year psyop. Hillary wants to discredit anyone who dares to question anything. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6, that is my normal time, but it is that time of year again where I have to make way for Georgia football which people love. I'm totally happy to do it, but it is on Saturdays, so my show gets preempted for uh, the entire season except for the bye week. So I'll be on October 22nd. That'll be my next show on air. But I this year, I am going to try. I've tried before, but I've never succeeded. But now that I have my hardworking and technically proficient producer, Binkley, I think I will actually be able to get some off-air content out there. So if uh, if you are interested in that, you can. I always post it on Facebook and Twitter. You can uh, tweet at me or sign up for my Twitter account, at Monica Perez Show. But if you want to get an email anytime we put up some new audio or video or an article, Go to my website, sign up for the uh, email on the blog, and we'll let you know when there's new content. So go to MonicaPerezShow.com and put that and check that out. Write your name in there or just uh, keep up with me on other social media because we really want to keep the momentum going. And we've gotten a tremendous amount of momentum this year. And I'm really heartened by that because so many people are defying what is obviously a theme of highly polarizing propaganda during this election cycle. And I, I'm happy in, in my social media interactions and on this show and uh, other places to find that so many people are have not given up on real American principles. And for me, those real founding principles of this country are I classify it as libertarianism, but any any pursuit of limited government, of personal liberty, and of true justice, for me that fits the category of of, of a pr- principled political position. And there there's plenty of room in my tent for that. I, I'll even take principled political positions that I don't agree with or don't consider American founding. I actually think there's a lot of artificial stuff being floated around this election cycle to get us to polarize, to label people in a way that isn't, doesn't really reflect how people are thinking. And this week, Hillary made a speech, which was really bizarre. It actually came down to being bizarre. And I would actually say offensive, which is a word I stay away from. It's very hard to offend me, like really offend me. That takes a certain, you know, kind of pridefulness that I just don't have. I mean, I get my feelings hurt, but I don't get offended. But I think her speech was downright offensive. 
because what she did, she she was giving a speech in Reno, and I kind of felt bad for the people listening to the speech because it's so obvious that's the setup for this theme she was trying to promote, which basically, in uh, me listening to it, she was trying to paint anybody who's not in the establishment fold uh, on the right. And I, I'm saying on the right, not in any new sense of the word. I just mean, the, in my opinion, in America, the right is for individualists and the, less, the left is for collectivists. So anybody who thinks in kind of individual terms, small government, that kind of thing, uh, the responsible unit is the individual is the right and the responsible unit is the society is the left. She seems to be trying to categorize anybody on the right who doesn't fall in line with the establishment GOP. Basically, anyone who isn't an actual senator or congressman in the GOP, because she was rattling off their names like they were heroes. It was totally bizarre. But it seems like she's trying to paint a picture of all those pe- of everybody else, anybody who doesn't fall in line as being a racist. Even when that's not at all relevant. So... I which the word the expression she uses is the alt right the alternative right, and actually I had never even heard of that expression before. I, I had to look it up, and I did see that it was coined by the people on the right, uh, like in two thousand eight. But in the past year or so, it's always only been used, or I I've seen it used a lot as in my little research, a pejorative by the left against this group on the right. But I, uh, and I, and I know it exists. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. And I've seen websites that promote this. And I, I'll read you. She said, she actually, Hillary in her speech, quoted the Wall Street Journal. And I uh, found in the next day's Wall Street Journal the actual uh, definition that she was quoting. So I guess they repeat it. But what they said was the alt-right or alternative right is a loosely organized movement that rejects mainstream conservatism, promotes nationalism, and views immigration and multiculturalism as threats to white identity. So I know this this exists. I know people are in that camp. I also know there are a lot of websites that cater to that. I think a lot of those websites I've observed, I think are disinformation, try to polarize people, try to focus uh, people on uh, on what they want on things that are divisive. But there's a, another whole group of people who do not fall into the establishment category on the right. And those are people who question the official narrative. It has nothing to do with race at all. It's uh, people who don't believe what's coming out of the mainstream media, don't believe what's coming out of the government. And it's actually kind of hard to believe what comes out of the national media or the Republican or the Democrats because they've gotten so sloppy. There's like they don't even give you evidence. It's anonymous sources. And just it's so easy to see through these official narratives. So for me, I don't accept the official narratives, not because I have an alternative theory. I don't even bother with that half the time. I just think I don't accept this. So to me, it's 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 the equivalent of having no information at all. But I've seen this before where they take people like me who question the official story or just any story that it, that where the facts are not in evidence and call them paranoid, conspiracy theorists, whatever. So one of the things she highlights in the speech, which she lumps into what uh, she calls the alt-right are paranoid fringe elements 
and uh, and in the same breath, basically white supremacists. And I feel like this is yet another attack on libertarians by saying that anybody uh, on the right who questions the official narrative, who does not support the establishment, is a racist, is it's totally irrelevant. It's it's a it to me is an obvious attempt uh, to stifle dissent, to discredit people who have real questions and particularly with libertarians who question the official narratives of things race race is not relevant to the to the libertarian philosophy the right to associate or not to associate is it is an individual choice it has nothing to do with the collective nothing to do with race and it's almost always a function of your values and uh there's a free state project in new hampshire has absolutely nothing to do with anything but uh, uh, sharing this goal of a free society. So, uh, and when I listen to her, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it seems to me that she is absolutely trying to polarize people, labeling people, lumping people together so that anybody who, uh, who is outside the establishment Republican camp is labeled racist. So I'm going to play one clip for you that, has her defining what this alt-right is. And then later in the show, if I get to it, there's another clip where she talks about this great Republican leadership from the past and how proud she is to have certain Republicans in her camp. And this is what we need. And this is during the week when Paul Wolfowitz, like the neocon of all neocons, has uh, basically thrown in with her. So I almost feel like this is her way of making one party with her at the top, and anybody who's outside it is just irreprehensible. So let's, let's hear Hillary clip one. Now, of course, there's always been a paranoid fringe in our politics, a lot of it arising from racial resentment, but it's never had the nominee of a major party stoking it, encouraging it, and giving it a national megaphone until now. On David Duke's radio show the other day, the mood was jubilant. We appear to have taken over the Republican Party, one white supremacist said. Duke laughed. No, there's still more work to do, he replied. So no one should have any illusions about what's really going on here. The names may have changed. Racists now call themselves racialists. White supremacists now call themselves white nationalists. The paranoid fringe now calls itself alt-right. But the hate burns just as bright. So I don't know if you if you agree with me, but I mean that just to me was the most provocative, uh, you know, way to marginalize anybody. You know, just to use play the race card. But maybe I'm reading too much into it. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty or one eight hundred WSB Talk, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, I know we were talking about this on Twitter. If uh, do you have any tweets where people I have a response to this. Yeah, I got a pretty good one here. Ridgeway tweets, Hillary is demonizing anybody who doesn't get their news from Fox News or CNN. Yeah, that was my feeling. I mean, what do you think? Oh, I completely agree. She's trying to lump anybody who has an alternative view in with racists and bigots. So, but here's the thing. When I went and looked up alt-right, there, di- there do seem to be... Um, not just what the Wall Street Journal said, but there there is a sense of 
you know, race as an issue, I felt like in this uh, under the people who coined the expression alt-right. So that's the thing that for her to say, you know, the paranoid fringe, that is to me also like a euphemism for conspiracy theorists. But the conspiracy theorism has nothing to do with race. Right. But she wants people to think it does, though. Yes, exactly. So that everything. See, that that's it. That nails it. What I don't like about it is the alternative, <laughs> like the word alternative is what makes it seem like any alternative is uh, is fringy and um, morally wrong. So anyway, got anything else? One more. Everything the left does is distorted to fit their agenda. It boggles the mind that folks believe anything they hear from them. Yeah, well, this is what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago is when when you talk to Democrats, like hardcore Democrats, they'll say how the Republican leadership is just absolutely evil. And my answer is like, yes, but why? I, I understand that. They're not representing me. And there is actually a fundamental problem with the Republicans versus the Democrats in that Republicans are have to corral an electorate that does not believe in big government. But those Republicans at the top do believe that's where their power is. They've actually stated it. I have the smoking gun on that. Whereas the Democrats have an easier time because their people agree with the big government philosophy. So you've got uh, a little bit of, uh, it's, a, it's a harder road to hoe for the Republicans to believe in their leaders, whereas the Democrats do se- se- seem to be a little more uh, open to have that benevolent, the possibility of a benevolent government. But let's uh, take a quick break, then get to some calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 29 degrees outside the studio. A six on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I've been talking about the speech Hillary made this week where I really feel like she is trying to paint any Republican that doesn't actually hold office in D.C. as a racist. And uh, I I do think that there that uh, Trump plays into that a bit, but I think that he plays into this whole thing, and um, that's another story. I did want to talk, <laughs> just open that can of worms for no good reason. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. My real thing was this, her speech this week seemed to imply that anybody outside the fold in the Republican Party was a racist, which personally, as not a follower of the Republican establishment, I totally resent because as a libertarian, race is not a relevant concept to my philosophy. But I want to know what you have to say. 800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Dave in Norcross. Hi, Dave. You are on with Monica. I cannot hear you, Dave. Uh, Okay, I'm going to pause, Dave, because I can't hear you, but hang on. And I'm going to say, all right, so uh, Dave, are you on? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here, Monica. Sorry, I just couldn't hear you. What you got for me? Um, yeah, well, what she's essentially saying is, um, uh, and this is part of sort of a conquering divide, what she's essentially saying is, if you don't vote for me, uh, you're a racist. Um, you know, if, if, unless you, if you don't accept the fact that, you know, I'm this fake, phony, disingenuous person who's a pathological liar with no oratorical skills or no charisma, She's trying to boil it down to the 
the most divisive common denominator. If you don't vote for me, then you must be a racist. And uh, to me, that's, you know, that's unconscionable. That's a terrible thing. That just, it just espouses more of the reasons why we can't have her as president. Well, it's it's funny because the fact that she can play the race card so effectively, just, you know, if you ask the question, qui bono, like who benefits, who benefits from the racial division? They they live on it. She's She lives on it. Well, yeah, she benefits from it. And she, you know, it, it emphasizes that she doesn't really care about um, uh, the situation that the country's in, that there's a huge divide and that we're going down the tubes. She only cares about how she can use that rhetorically to further her own individual position. And again, uh, someone like this, you, you can't have as the leader, you can't have as the president. Uh, she's a psychopath, man. She's a <laughs> sociopath. And I actually, uh, I think you bring up a good point in that she, because she is uh, so, that, that she's using it in this way, and really the ugliest possible term she's actually doing it to make people mad that in itself is divisive and hurtful and makes the problem worse uh i have time for another call i'm going to james in dallas hi james you're on with monica hey monica how you doing good how are you doing all right and all hillary is doing is going back into history how the democratic party used to be and how they still is today i'm an african-american i vote republican most of the time my dad is a Democrat. We used to argue a lot about why. And I told him, if you go back in history, Democrat was always about the racial division. They're the one who gave you Jim Crow. They're the one who cooking, uh, would do things in history to block this country being totally united. And whenever they start losing the election, they always bring them to say, well, the Republican is going to take away your welfare. They're going to do this and that to you. But when you go into history and look it up for yourself, you'll find that all that stuff is the Democratic Party. I went and watched Hillary's America. And then I said, well, if this is true, let me research it for myself. Then I thought finding out that, you know, people used to tell me as an African-American, oh, they never give you the 40 acres in a mute. But if you look up Special Field Order 15, issued by Sherman, signed by Lincoln, you'll find out that did happen. So people say it didn't happen. No, it got rescinded by a Democratic president who came after Lincoln. Wow. A lot of this racial division that's out there, they use that, play on that to get the African-American vote. And then they keep you in welfare. And for Republicans say, we require you work for welfare. It's not to keep you from having welfare. It's to wean you off of it so you can be self-sufficient on your own. I remember reading the story about how... Uh, the first federal minimum wage law, it's actually in the congressional record. I've tried to track it down, but uh, I could only find references to it in other books, not the original record. But it said how the original minimum wage was to increase white employment in the uh, at the bottom level, which at the expense of black workers. And then what actually happened, that's when the switch between uh, African-Americans being uh, supporters of the Republicans in the in the aftermath of Lincoln switching to the Democrats because in their dependency they then became devotees of a of the welfare state which is the Democrats realm and if that's the bread and butter of the Democrat political party 
uh, you're always going to have those uh, deliberate racial divisions. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can uh, tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Uh, Eric, hang on next. Uh, Eric, Jennifer, Mark, lots of calls um, after the break. It's a man A man Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Although I am uh, preempted by football, it's okay. I think I'm going to put some stuff out anyway. If you want to sign up to my blog, MonicaPerezShow.com. My producer, Binkley, is going to... I'm not sure if I told you this already, but uh, Binkley, out of the goodness of your heart, you're going to help me in the off. The goodness of my heart. <laughs> because when there's no commercials, there's no pay. But uh, So we're going to owe you a big thank you on that. But we're going to try to put some stuff out. And you can, if you sign up to my blog, MonicaPerezShow.com, you'll get an email every time something like that comes out. I will be here October 22nd for the bye week. and uh, But other than that, I'm probably not going to be here on Saturdays for a while until uh, UGA football's over. And But right now, I'm talking about this week's speech of Hillary. She gave a speech in Reno, which had nothing to do with those poor people in Reno who were <laughs> listening. It was really a setup. She attacked what she called the alt-right, uh, which I, I, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I think that I, I see websites that cater to this position, which, according to the journal, is a nationalist with View, uh, it says loosely organized movement that rejects mainstream conservatism, promotes nationalism and views immigration and multiculturalism as threats to white identity. Now, I don't know if you called yourself alt white, if alt white <laughs> as a, a uh, Freudian slip, if you called yourself alt right, if that is a definition that you would accept. I never heard the expression before, so I don't know. But uh, but my problem with it wasn't that. It's that the feeling I got was she was painting everybody outside the fold in the GOP with this brush that they're all uh, paranoid. I think her two phrases were paranoid fringe and white supremacist. Dark hearted. Yeah, she had a lot of like, like, uh, you know, things that would really make you scared or mad. You know, it was a very emotionally provocative speech. But as a libertarian who... Is the word alternative really encompasses so much in that it's really just an alternative to the mainstream media. And a listener of mine, Corey, uh, he coined or adapted the term sidestream media to mean media that caters to anybody who questions the mainstream media, but it's really also sponsored by the government or the mainstream media to draw away people who question, but to corral them like a honeypot to corral them from really uh, getting further and further into the truth. And I think there is an element of that here. It was so weird. In her speech, she uh, she cited by name Alex Jones, and that week she was uh, opening a pickle jar on Jimmy Kimmel. It's a long <laughs> story. <laughs> it's a long story. But um, in the pickle jar controversy that went back and forth, Alex Picklegate. Jones... What was it? Picklegate. Yes, Picklegate. Exactly. Alex Jones was saying she didn't really open the jar, whatever, and he did like seven minutes on his show of about that. But then Jimmy Kimmel, during his monologue, played clips of Alex Jones on his show in the mainstream media. So 
my guess is Jones has got more hits from those two, and he gets a lot of hits, but he's probably, his popularity has probably never been greater. And that in itself is a red flag or a dead giveaway. Like, I just, I see that as uh, them directing us to a certain way of thinking. And I, I feel like you couldn't actually set it up better than, and, and I think Trump plays right into it by making this, making, so just it's the word alternative that makes me crazy about this because any alternative what's an alternative it's just an alternative that's why she used that word right there. yes yes so so it just makes anyone who's like well i, I don't want to think of an alternative you know that's racist and um and i feel like it's a way not only to stifle dissent and discussion but to discredit anybody who does not march in lockstep with the establishment which she includes with her the republican establishment we're all together in this you you guys are the freaks that are outside the republican and the like the it's like one party now it's right. just it's almost like she was boldly announcing the introduction of one party so i have a clip about that but i've got so many calls i'm going to start taking them 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk i'm going to eric and coming hi eric you're on with monica Hey, Monica, thank you for taking my call. I'd like to make a couple points. First and foremost, Hillary Clinton has almost 30 years in the public eye, and she can't um, claim credit for any type of success over those 30 years. So all she does is attack people, calls them racist, when, if you really think about it, the KKK was the armed wing of the Democrat Party, um, they well, actually, let me just say one thing about that. There, I've read numerous accounts that are plausible that the KKK was infiltrated by government agents to the to the ratio of like one to three, or one out of every yep. three was a government agent. So you've got to wonder when they set up polarizing memes like that. That it's uh, you know that dialectic thing where they create there's a thesis and antithesis and the goal is this synthesis they've already decided and in, in my mind it's this like one establishment party that she's laying out there for us. Yeah, and, and more importantly, she uh, tries to brush over history. Um, if you remember, the Democrats were the Dixiecrats; they were the party of segregation. But furthermore, here she's calling Trump a racist. He's been in the public eye for 30-plus years, and I don't think anybody's ever accused him of being a racist up until he runs for president and starts to approach the black community and explain to them that he can... They have failed you. I'm but don't you think, you. Eric, that, don't you feel like Trump... It, it's. I think it's naive to think that he doesn't know the impact of the way he talks. I feel like he's playing right into this, right into her hands. I think some of it is a showmanship, and I think some of it also is to make him look more like an average person and talk like an average person. But do you think people talk like that? Do you think that people... Uh, maybe. I mean, I guess there's some, but I just feel like the the average person kind of bristles at some of those uh, generalizations he makes. I, I don't know. I don't think it represents... They bristle just about as much as we all bristle when Hillary Clinton tries to label all of us racist. And I don't think it's a pretty card for her to play. No, I actually I think really. it's going to blow up in their face and hurt them. 
because she changed what her speech was originally about was economics because Trump actually has started to make inroads with the minority community, and she sees that as a threat. In reality, all she wants is their vote. She has done nothing for really anybody. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, it is absolutely... Uh, cynical politics of the highest order, but I, I just, uh, you could see it coming though. See, that's the thing. Her speech, I almost feel like could have been written a year ago and given to Donald Trump, like, hey, you know, play into this. This is the reality show script, but but regardless of that, the fact that that is their plan, it is their way of uh, of polarizing us you can't. I don't think you can deny that. Jennifer in Athens, you are on with Monica. Hi. Uh, you know, I wait, listen to what you say about uh, Hillary and the, the racist thing, and I totally agree. Uh, I've been a lifelong Democrat, uh, progressive, and the fact is if I say anything out of lockstep, like maybe there's reasons why some people support Trump that are rational, I would be defriended. I would be drummed out of by my political uh, group, you know, it uh, there's well, no tolerance for dissent. That's what I feel like. the The real problem is that, especially on the left, which is paradoxical because they would say that they are tolerant, but the intolerance for ideas is it's it's the equivalent of of denying the First Amendment, in my opinion. Just it totally, destroys. Totally agree. And, you know, I, uh, I've said to my friends, you know, that we should try to understand why some people support Trump, because then we can talk to them and say, well, these are why, you know, you should support Hillary instead. If we understand them, we can approach them and have a debate and discussion. But no, they're like, no, the people who support Trump are crazy racist. That's, that's the, it. yeah, that's the thing is if, for me, a lot of people play into this never Trump thing, never Hillary thing. There's a real polar. Even if you don't like one person or the other, somehow people are getting hyper polarized about it. For me, I I personally think that Hillary is going to lead us into tremendous wars. I think uh, Libya, Syria, even Iran seems to be popping up. I mean, that would be one ugly war. You're not going in there and plowing over it like we did in Libya. Uh, so I'm, I am afraid of that. And I, I actually feel like if you had, even if Trump was, was, was a a cardboard cutout, like you see in the bookstores, he would have less of, of that kind he's not going to kill anybody that way. So for me, that's my Mm -hmm. argument, but, but people freak out. They want to, they want to say, my son has down syndrome and he goes to a public school, and I have never, I, I don't actually think Trump is a racist. I think he's an actor. I think he just says this. I remember growing up in New York, and I don't remember race ever coming out of his mouth. Um, my son said Trump is a racist. My son has Down syndrome and goes to public school. So he definitely didn't get it from me. He did not get it from me, So or in my house. I've never heard that in my house before him. And this is a guy who just, everything he says these days just comes out of, he just repeats stuff. That's like the stage he's in. And, and I know then that's the mantra that they're promoting, and, and that's what they want you to say. It's otherwise intolerant. I'm going to Mark in Brookhaven. Hi, Mark. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Uh, thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> you know, I guess uh, I, I was calling, you know, just listening to you, what you were saying about Hillary Clinton. I mean, I think you're right on the money. I, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm kind of part of, I guess, what the liberal or Democratic establishment might label the alt-right, I guess. Um, I'm not a racist I'm, or bigoted or any of the other nasty names, you know, that they, they typically like to, to label us. 
you know, I find the assumption that the people who, who think like me, the people, the left like to label, quote unquote, the alt-right, are nothing more than people who tend to have conservative viewpoints to kind of demand and I guess expect um, like logic, facts, and reason to dictate policy rather than sort of appeals to emotion like the left and Hillary Clinton like to do. You know, they, they're, they're people, um, the left, you know, tend tend to hate, we're the people like, I think that the, the left tend to hate with a passion because we point out that the facts tend not to support the narrative that they're pushing, like Hillary Clinton. And but as a result, ve- they label us as racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, whatever can they I, want to do. Mark, can I read you this one sentence that she quoted as her definition and is also in the Wall Street Journal? And you tell me if you agree with sure. this, and and, uh, and then I have a question for you. Absolutely. The alternative right is a loosely organized movement that rejects mainstream conservatism, promotes nationalism, and views immigration and multiculturalism as threats to white identity. Do you agree with that? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, uh, the only thing I agree with that is maybe the loosely l- l- loose group part. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, I, I, that was the one thing I was pretty sure wasn't true. <laughs> I was like, yeah, loosely it, organized? It, Who's the yeah, leader? It, I mean, it's, it's certainly, I don't think I would call it anything organized in the sense that maybe they're, they communicate oftentimes on social media uh, as a group and they you know, sort of follow each other on Twitter and things like that. But, you know, there, there's certainly, it's certainly nothing about race. It has nothing to do with white. We don't reject conservative policies. I mean, in fact, we're not homophobics or xenophobic. And in fact, if you look, you know, one of the people that's most associated with the alt-right is, is Breitbart tech editor Milo Yiannopoulos, who is gay himself. Uh, so it, it's kind of hard to believe that all these nasty names I think she was quoting him in her speech, actually, she reading did. some crazy headlines he came up with. Absolutely. And, and Milo is one of these people. But he's a humorist, right? Absolutely. He's, he's okay. one of these people who like to push the envelope. Oh, so she was reading these things that were like tongue-in-cheek. or Because that's what I thought about Breitbart. It's like they just push the envelope. You know what I mean? it's That that doesn't freak me out. Yeah. I don't read it because I'm a libertarian. She took. She did kind of the same thing that she often does with Trump, where she takes sort of things that might be kind of set off the cuff or kind of yes. and makes them like this is what they really mean. They're big scary people, and this is and and it's not that. It's, it's insane. It, the, if anything, what they're trying to do is say is is and Milo actually often talks about this, where he says we've seen such extreme movements for things like safe spaces in our public schools and yeah. these uh, what do they call them? The uh, these war trigger warnings that they put on readings now in universities because they might offend somebody when they read about the KKK and, and historical past or other other you know racist groups or whatever it might be that might con- might trigger someone to feel uncomfortable and it's sort of a, it's, it's kind of a reaction to say look we don't need that you can be you can read things that aren't offensive and yeah and and, the, and that some of that extremism on their end is mockable and does generate a reaction but they are very well versed in how to use that reaction uh to their side that's funny that you pointed out that guy because i had never heard of him either so glad you called mark thank you so much uh javon and covington hang on you disagree with me and i want to hear why uh 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk or you could tweet at me at monica perez show monica perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 91 the high today, 72 forecast low overnight. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are talking about Hillary's speech this week. I don't normally pick apart the candidate's speeches, but this one really, I thought, was intentionally provocative. I think she was really, uh, I think it sounded like 
what she said was she was hitting on she was uh, criticizing the alt right which she described as a paranoid fringe of white supremacists but just the word alternative is really uh, a blanket to include any thought outside the mainstream so i feel like she was trying to set it up in our minds that alternative is bad but uh i I said a lot of things and javon and covington disagrees with me so i want to get to that uh hi you're on with monica hello how are you doing good how are you doing just fine listen i do disagree with you i think you're reading a lot more into it than what is there just because she said that she disagreed with the alt-right movement, which has uh, been known to have some extremist views, uh, does not necessarily mean that she does not uh, listen to or adhere to some alternative groups. For instance, the libertarian group, which I believe you are a member of, is that correct? I'm a libertarian. I'm actually an anarcho-capitalist because I've completely given up on the possibility that we can ever take this country back using the system. But I do work within the system because I'm kind of on the thousand-year plan. But I'll wear the label of libertarian. Okay. But the other thing that I really wanted to say, if there's anybody who is fanning the flames of racism, it is Donald Trump. And the things that he said, that he has said, embarrassing people, uh, making fun of disabled people, uh, even in his business practice. Now, I have black friends who are um, proponents, uh, I would say a few, a few black friends who say that uh, Trump's a businessman and they see it as a positive asset. But the thing about it is this guy doesn't even pay his workers. But look, I want to I want to just focus on one thing. Do you not? I really get the sense when I see him saying these outrageous things that feed right into Hillary's speeches. You know, she can quote him. It seems so like uh, uh, histrionic, I think is the word. It's like an act. It just seems to me like a show. But she doesn't make him say those things. I actually, I don't know if you've heard my show before, (laughs) but I actually think that, uh, I personally think the fix is in. I actually think that he's playing right into her hands, uh, deliberately. I really think that. But, but I mean, the man comes off, I believe he's off balance. I really do. Nobody in the right mind who wants to be president of the United States would ever say some of the things that he says. Right, that's why I think it's an act. I don't think he's off balance. I think that he is saying these things for, even if you take him seriously as actually... He really wants to become president? I'm not, I don't know about that. No, I, I don't, I don't, I personally, if you're asking my personal opinion, I think he's in the tank for Hillary. But even if he was doing it for his own benefit, for uh, just to get media coverage for his next career... That this kind of stuff seems to fit more in line with his career as 14 seasons on The Apprentice than his career as a builder in New York. But that's my hot sports opinion. David wants to talk about how the Democrats use language. I think that's right up our alley today. So if you can hang on past the break, David, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.